Welcome back to the Backlog Breakdown. I'm your host, Josh, and today with me we have our, our you know, our, our normal host, Nate McKeever. So, Nate, it is, um, it's the summer. It's a little late for this, but I was just thinking about how much I, I needed some more rain because it's been so hot here in Texas. And I have a question for you. If April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? If you say pilgrims, yeah, I'm pilgrims. Like, you you oh. know, you knew it was pilgrims. Okay, how do you follow Will Smith in the snow? I, I don't know. You follow the Fresh Prince, of course. Um, what do what do a tick and the Eiffel Tower have in common? I don't know. They're both Paris sites. Get it? Both Paris sites. Yeah. This is so. Awful. Uh, <laughs> it's not your most favorite thing in the world. Have you not changed? Have you not gone full dad yet? Uh, I, I think we've, we've like, there are some areas where I have sort of embraced some of the daddishness, but there are Mm -hmm. other areas where I'm like, I will not, like I've drawn (laughs) my line in the sand (laughs) and I will go no further. Mm. Just, just wait, just wait until little baby B is no longer a baby and you get to look into his eyes and see the embarrassment and disappointment and horror as you continue to say the same jokes over yeah. and over again around his friends, oh. that, that that will be the day when when your heart will fully you know, be enlightened to the ways of the dad. Our joke. friend, uh, our friend and listener, the judge Eric Bryant, also mm-hmm. basically made made a very similar point. He's like, "I crave <laughs> this. I crave the like dad." Yeah. Ah. Yes. Yes, exactly. When your children are embarrassed of you, there's just a very special. It's like you just very, you're very you're doing it feeling. right at that point in time. Apparently, yes, exactly, exactly. I love it. But um, yeah. So today we are going to be talking about that dad life. Uh, you know, having dad bods hanging around, uh, cracking a cold one with the boy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it we're gamer dad bod about- energy, baby. There you go. Yes, yes, channeling that that gamer. This is dad our vibe, man. Bod. Yeah, because we're both dads. We both yeah. like to play games. We've got we've got kids, and now we're playing games with kids with kids in the room, at least you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's changed us, Nate. We've changed. We're not the same people that we were before, um, and that's what we're going to be talking well, about. I yep. mean, speaking strictly speaking, we are never the same person that we were before. Oh, even getting... the five seconds ago, that I'm not that person anymore. I am this. That's person. right. I have shed a Mo- few cells molecularly. Molecularly, <laughs> that's a hard word to say. I like it, uh, and I did not say it well. Um, but like, so on the atomic level, like you're mm-hmm. constantly shifting. But then yeah. also, like we see it in a, like, and the the changes are more subtle. Like the the shorter the time that you're sort of examining it, the changes are much more subtle. Mm-hmm. But like over an experience, uh, like so, like so, you're always a different person. Yeah, uh, and you you share some core similarities, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like you are always growing, adapting. Uh, changing and even for people who are not doing a whole lot of changing there are subtle differences and maybe you're just growing in stagnation and you're just mm-hmm. becoming a fungus that, that's um, true that's possible i would i would hope and i would admonish our listeners to what paul says that our flesh is wasting away but our spirit is growing uh my flesh Christ is not evermore. wasting away my my waste mm-hmm. is is uh continuously expanding it is it is uh <laughs> i know that's expanding <laughs> yeah, it's it's. it's I am. I wish, I'm not I wasting. Oh wait, I am away. wasting. 
<laughs> more Torps? waste instead well, of wasting more wasting. Away. There's more. Yeah, more <laughs> There's wasting. more waste. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love. See, dad, dad, dad. Energy is just pouring forth out yeah, of your pores. You I love it. I love it. Um. Well, I'm gonna before go we after this, <laughs> that's a really <laughs> grim joke. It, <laughs> uh, that was not funny baby b Ooh. don't worry don't worry they're just jokes um anyways anyways we'll be that's what we'll be talking about here later on the episode but before we get to that we do have some forms to observe the first of which is uh nate it's been an undisclosed amount of time since we discussed um video games last so what has been going on in the past fortnight since then fortnight what you Almost had me, sir. I did a Kermit the Frog exclamation, hands above my head, just flailing around. I was so excited because it. it I thought that you were asking me or telling me how it's been with you lately. But no, mm-hmm. no, you you tried to skip over this. You tried mm-hmm. to. Yeah. You tried. You, you, sir, are a massive disappointment. <laughs> I am you. heartbroken. I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, so you tried to skip over form. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we will talk about how it's, it's been, been another scold amount of time since I talked to you. Um, and just, I, you know, uh, things have been okay, you know, kind of yeah. work. It, we, we've had a couple nice weeks at work. We are really like the, 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 the finalization of that 30 day appeal window. Yeah is like imminent like within a few days that's not going to be an issue for us anymore and then it'll just be actually just getting it done Mm -hmm. um things have been pretty good uh it is getting warmer and because i'm fat and i'm just like not used i don't like the heat even when i'm not fat um i'm i'm kind of like like the struggle is real but Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. i mean you know, it, things have been good. I've been able to, uh, I was telling you when we recorded our, our, our sort of impromptu bro hang there, uh, had an opportunity to sit down with a guy I don't know that well. We had cigars. We're going to like yeah. do it again and uh, just sort of spend some time with each other. Uh, and, and and like, you know, um, so it's just kind of like, it's been an okay week. Um, mm-hmm. th- well, and we'll talk about like, uh, but yeah, it's we'll talk about my challenges and everything when we get to the okay. end of the show. But okay. Yeah, cool. it's just kind of been one of those things. Um, I do have an interesting little addendum, and mm-hmm. it, when we and I added it right before we started recording. Okay. Uh, there has been something that I was playing that's really interesting, and it's game adjacent. But let's get to that. You know, you on the other hand, I'd like uh-huh. to know. You know, how are things with the job hunt? Everything else. Yeah. You and I were sort of talking off off mic to each other mm-hmm. or not during this recording, but we were sort of talking a little bit about it and uh, yeah. Yeah, dude, like how's that going though? I mean, for the listener's benefit, especially. Yeah. So, um, th- so complete honesty and transparency here. Um, I feel like it is, it is, you know, for lack of a better term, a bit of a roller coaster in that, you know, one week will be like, Oh no, like I haven't heard from anyone. Um, I, I understand this process takes a while, Um, but so emotionally it can be, it can be very up and down and I have to center myself. That sounds so dumb. Center myself, but I mean, ground myself in the trust of the Lord. Reorient ground. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, they're all. Exactly. Of like, 
I know, I know like God is going to take care of us and he's going to lead us to the place that he wants us to be. Um, and of course there's a piece of that where it's like, okay, so what do I have to do now? But uh, through it all, I know like I'm placing my faith in, in God to, you know, lead our family to the right place, but it doesn't feel that way (laughs) at times. And so I have to struggle with that. And I have to, um, like scripture talks about take every thought captive uh, so that I'm not wallowing in my own fear. Because what does fear produce anyway? Like, what is the point of fearing about this? God takes care of the sparrows. He takes care of the flowers. He's going to take care of us. There's no point in me. Like, you know, he knows the hairs, the little, little tiny hairs on my head uh, that I need to shave off. So why, why <laughs> worrying is not going to add anything to my life. And I know that, but then experiencing that as well of like trying to, to grab my emotions and my thoughts and be like, Hey God, I know this isn't right. Will you please write, make me right? You know, like uh, orient me, like you said, towards yourself. Um, so it can be up and down there right now. I'm on a bit of a high <laughs> because, uh, the week, so last week was July 4th. Um, and I figured I wouldn't get, you know, people are off work, you know, for it's in the middle of the week. So I figured I wouldn't talk to, to that many people, have too much follow up, um, which was the case. There was a little bit of, of discussion, um, but not very much. But then uh, this week, Monday, I had five different churches reach out for either first interviews or, or second interviews. Initial stuff, nothing, nothing big, um, but still it felt really good to have everyone like it really seemed like everyone was off you know they pushed it off a week because of the holiday and uh and now they're like okay let's let's take a look at these again you know and do so some you're follow-up. telling me there's a chance exactly exactly so that that felt really nice um so it's going well like if you would have asked me last week i i would have been a little more on the fence of just like yeah it's it's going okay you know like i'm putting stuff out there i'm i'm, I'm doing some you know having some discussions uh but this week it feels like more stuff is moving in yeah in that right direction so so we'll see, but but overall, like yeah, it's it's going good. It, to see good. that progress is has been encouraging. So yeah, I I know that when I got the initial message from you that like uh, yesterday or the day before when you were sort mm-hmm. of like filling me in, I was like, oh dude, that is so exciting because I know that I, I mean, you know, it's when you're waiting mm-hmm. on the response, like it's it's the worst. Yeah. The question is like, am I doing enough? Right. Is it like, should I apply to a dozen more places because I'm not hearing back from this, you know, batch of six that I really want kind of a thing. Just (laughs) as a general rule for like the job search. Now it's also been like 10 years since I've had to do it. Sure. Yeah. It's like, but what I found is that a lot of times it's like, you know, like I, I was always told like, give it three days, then call them. Okay. But what I've found lately is that what I found is that that is a timetable. Like it, it doesn't hurt. It's, I don't think it hurts to do that. Give, give mm-hmm. a prospective employer three days, call them just to sort of like put a little bit of a bug in their ear or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I know it's a little different with like the, you know, considering that you're actually pursuing vocational ministry, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that is a slightly different. But as a general rule, it's not a bad thing. But like a lot of times too, it is like once you've sort of done the bug, you've done the little bit of a bump, let it sit. Yeah. Like you don't need, like people are busy. Mm -hmm. These admin teams are busy. Right. And like 
it used to be like, hey, you know, like if you're not like beating down the door trying to like get in, it's, but I, what I found lately is that it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. Is that remind them occasionally, mm-hmm. but don't be like, don't nag. It, it's <laughs> going to be a jerk. Yeah. Don't be a jerk. Just like, just like sort of like, you know, it's, and that's tough. Like the waiting mm-hmm. is tough because it's like you said, there's this whole like, do I need to be doing more? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's a, yeah. that's all. But yeah, no, that's, that's exciting. This is exciting that there's like, you know, movement forward. Right. So. Right. Exactly. And there are some, some local stuff too, which is cool. Cause, um, you know, I've, I've expanded my search, I guess, across the country in a, in a few different, um, positions, but, um, but yeah, there's, there's kind of all those, there's those options, but then also what does that mean for me and my family? Um, yeah. Cause, cause even the experience between me and then my wife who's at home with the kids is going to be very different, you know, mm-hmm. cause I'll be with a whole new group of people and, and I mean, they will be as well, but not as, you know, they'll start off here at home. Well, and have I mean, to make those you can solve that problem just, by coming to Western Pennsylvania. That's true. There, that's there'd true. There'd be some people that you guys could hang out with on the regular. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, that's, I'm, that I'm is an option. That is an option. I'll, uh, I'll have you talk with Sam and see what, you know, <laughs> see what comes up with that. No, hey, but, dude, this, uh, as a bit of, I know that we want to keep sort of like pressing on here. Mm-hmm. We moved around a lot when I was a kid and that was. Okay tough like yeah. it, and it, yeah. it's just and i i didn't always like there was one time like so, sometimes it was like several hours away from where we yeah. had and that that was tough it's like that that sort of the uprooting and the reorienting like do you get used to it do you learn yeah sure but it is it doesn't make it and especially like yeah leaving yeah anyways i yeah. It, it is it is hard Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just I do it like I well I don't do it anymore. I haven't left Johnstown in almost 15 years. This is the longest I've okay. pretty much ever been anywhere. Nice, um, nice. But yeah, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough. It's a, yeah. it's 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 a lot to consider. But anyways, right. moving on. We were talking cool. about games. Well, we weren't talking about. I sort of hinted at it a little earlier. But our next mm-hmm. sort of form mm-hmm. uh, is the backlog report. Oh, that's right. The, the report. I've got my report right here. Um, my report. Which, you know, so this is this is the part of the show where we talk about the things that we've been reading, watching, and playing. So the Josh, backlog report. The backlog report. <laughs> so why don't you fill fill me in on you know sort of what you've been been into? What I've been into. Okay. All right. Cool. Um. So in terms of video games. It's mostly been Tears of the Kingdom. Oh no, big surprise! Of course, that's what Josh has been playing. Um, yeah, I've, I'm now I'm three temples in, so I think I'm towards the end of the game. Should only be like one or two more episodes of the podcast before I'm done, right? Um, yeah, still, still digging it. It's, it's, it does, you know, put me in a different headspace because it's such a huge game. Of course, I've talked about it multiple times. Huge adventure game. Love just going and exploring in these different things. I just went to a. Um, a labyrinth and had fun kind of uh digging around in that a little bit so there's so much to do um but i think i'm also ready to kind of start wrapping it up if that makes sense or or looking towards that that end point just because there's so many other games to play um so tears of the kingdom is my main game that said um 
you know, I should have mentioned this on the pre-show if whether or not I should talk about it, but I'm just going to, and everyone can judge me for it. That's totally cool. Um, I, 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 uh, I purchased, I got a, got a, a father's, a late father's day gift of a, a little handheld emulation machine. So um, I've I've done a little dabbling in some emulation. We've talked about emulation in the past, and and my conviction on emulation is only games that are not currently available. If if I can support the people who made the game, then I need to do that in order to play the game. Um, but there are tons of games that are not currently available um, in in different ways in in a way that I would be able to support the creators. Um, so that said. Uh, doing some testing on that thing and uh, I wanted so total opposite end of Tears of the Kingdom this huge adventure game I wanted to play a little bit of just kind of mindless fun and so I've been playing a little bit of Pokemon Pinball Ruby and Sapphire edition Um, I had Pokemon Pinball as a kid I enjoy digital pinball games especially more of the, the like the Kirby Pinball Pokemon Pinball those those more like impossible to recreate in real life kind of pinball ones. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like, you know, real life pinball also, but anyways, I've uh, been playing some of that and just having fun with it. Turns out there's no end state to the game. It's just, Hey, catch all the Pokemon. So you go to how long to beat. And it's like 35 hours of pinball, um, which is a lot. So I don't think I will finish it, but it's fun to just kind of dabble around. Well, with. if there's no end state and Capturing all the Pokemon is sort of like the end state. That's almost Mm -hmm. more of a completion state. Right. Where I'd say like that when you feel like you've beaten it, when you're done with it, just, yeah. But what, so yes and no, but this game, I didn't, I I do not consider it on my backlog mm, just due to the nature of it. Because you stole it. Yes. Yes. Because I stole it (laughs) (laughs) because I, I, I'm a pirate. Um, and, so, and I never owned this one. I owned the previous Pokemon Pinball, which I played mm. for a little bit. And then I was like, hey, there's an, an updated version. And actually, the updated version, it scrolls, the screen scrolls with the ball instead of going to different, um, instead of going to different screens as you hit it up. And that helps mm. a lot, uh, with, you know, like weird Did reorientation. You, since we're on Pinball, and I know yeah. I, and again, I don't want to get us too sort of off, but mm-hmm. Yoku's Island Express. Did you ever play yeah. that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was a fun game. I've been thinking, <laughs> like you mentioned pinball and I uh-huh. remember playing that game and really liking it. And there were yeah. some problems with the execution. Mm-hmm. And I know we, we just did this, but do you think Yoku's Island Express is sort of like unique enough and interesting enough to make our top 100? That is, that is, that's a good question. Um, because it, yeah, it is. It's certainly unique enough. Yes. It's um, a, med- it's like the execution leaves a little bit, to be desired, but it is one of the most interesting takes on a Metroidvania I've ever played. I agree. See, here's again, after playing some Pokemon pinball, um, I would like to see a sequel to that game in which there is an area where it's more, um, like you need to master this area. If that makes sense, because all the pinball elements were pretty like one screen, you beat it in five minutes and then move Mm -hmm. on kind of a deal um the bosses were a little bit more towards that but i think it would be really cool to have like a dungeon or something like that that in order to get through you know you'd really have to kind of master this area more of like a traditional pinball machine um i think that would be cool yeah okay and and this and again this is something we can kind of put a pin in yeah for later and hopefully we won't forget we maybe we ought to like have like a little bit of an honorable mentions list 
mm-hmm. for our top yeah. 100. Say like this, I, this almost made it. Yeah. But it's like, it's just not quite enough. Yeah. And this is like. I like it. I like it. That's that's a good idea. That's a good idea. So I've been playing some Pokemon Pinball. Um, the other game that I've been playing on that handheld is a game that I've owned in multiple ways uh, throughout my life. It is one of my favorite games of all time. We mentioned it last week. I wanted to test out this handheld. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. So good. Mega Man X. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just playing mm-hmm. it again. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a my replay for this year with this game okay. because I just love it. Like and and it's it's you love quick it. It's the burn. best. It, it is so good. Like it 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 was a reaffirmation of just like yeah. I mean, music is fantastic. Gameplay is great. Um, and it's it, I mean, it's short. It's it's a little game. Um, but man, I I love it so much that I think I'm just gonna finish it out. That is uh, one but, that I think we've talked about several times, and I'm not 100 percent sure I've ever beaten it. Like okay. I'm familiar with That's it. That's right. Yeah. Um, I played a bunch of it. It's just one of those ones that I don't know if I ever pulled the trigger on and actually yeah. finished. Gotcha. So, gotcha. and I think I have like the Mega Man X collection. So at some point okay. in time, I may go back and just like try to rectify that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, a- I'm playing it on this handheld and I'm like, I, I kind of almost feel like I should pull out my SNES mini and play it on that mm-hmm. thing just because mm-hmm. like the full controller experience is, yeah. is so good. But, but I mean, yeah, no, but it, but it hooked me at the same time. Yeah, you know, yeah, I spent yeah. 45 minutes and blasted out four or five levels and got some e-tanks and and some heart containers and stuff like that like ah it's just so mm-hmm. good so good so that is what i've been playing but i haven't finished anything so there's no change to my score it's still at negative five um in terms of other stuff that i've been into uh, not too much tv watching uh you mentioned demon slayer last time i'm super late to the to the boat on that one um and so i started watching the first few episodes that first episode man hits you in the feels my goodness, I like uh, that. That was really good. I think it kind of kind of dipped a little bit into more like standard shonen fare after that. Mm-hmm. But man, tugs on your heartstrings. Uh, I I think like it is just kind of a shonen, um, mm-hmm. but it's I think it's striking. It's just absolutely yeah. like the most like it's it's anime, but it's the the character designs are all just really yeah yeah visually. It is like one of the most impressive, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, good stuff. So, yeah. still early days on that, but I'm digging it mm-hmm. for sure. And then uh, my wife and I watched the first Mission Impossible movie, or I should say, I made my wife sit down with me and watch the first Mission Impossible You're movie. Watch it with me. <laughs> She's like, I don't know that I've actually ever seen this all the way through, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I grew up on this movie, um, mm-hmm. but I've only seen the first three, maybe. I don't remember them very much. Um, but the seventh one is coming out, just came out and I've heard it's really good. So, you know, we can stream the other six. Why not? We'll, we'll make our way through those. At least I'm excited to make my way through them because I've heard they're pretty good. Um, kind of in the vein of what I did with, uh, John Wick. I don't remember, like, I remember watching a bunch of them, Mm -hmm. but it's like you, it's like, I grew up on them and I was like, oh, these are neat. Yeah. But I have like, no, I'm like, "Ah." yeah, yeah, it's. It's fun rewatching the first one, um, even though it was like, I think late 90s is when it came out. It could have even been early 90s. Regardless, uh, it's still a lot of fun. Like Even the yeah, the iconic scene where, you know, he's he's lowered through the ceiling. Um, super cool. 
anyways, so that's, that's really what I've been watching. Um, and then in terms of reading or slash listening to, um, I have uh, dug into a little bit more, you know, thinking about the future, things like that. Um, I've been digging into pastoral counseling and just what that, uh, what that entails, you know, how to go about doing that. Um, just for myself, but also the way that I talk to other people, you know, and then I think it's a good skill, obviously, if mm-hmm. I'm moving towards the pastorate to have. Um, so I found out that, you know, love it or hate it, I totally understand there's controversy, whatever. Um, the Master Seminary, uh, so it's John MacArthur's seminary, mm-hmm. uh, they have a ton of different classes that are available on YouTube that you can just watch, which is super cool. So Again, if you don't like John MacArthur, if you don't like his ministries and whatever, then that's totally fine. You can, but you could also just kind of like watch through some of this. And then if you don't like what they have to say, cool, you know, kind of eat the meat, spit out the bones kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or just, or just totally disregard my adv- advice altogether. That's totally fine. Um, but I, th- I think it gives a very good, um, kind of foundation for biblical counseling. Um, and so that's been really, I've had those lectures on, on my iPad throughout the day, which has been really cool just to orient yourself. You know, the, the drumbeat is what does scripture say about these things that we face Mm -hmm. day to day and how do we apply it in people's lives? That's, that's the core of it. And it's been very convicting for me too, is like, Oh, what do I think about? Like, how do I process different things? Am I thinking about, um, challenges that I'm facing through the lens of, um, you know, frankly, like therapy or, you know, therapeutic, like what will help me the most emotionally right now? Or am I thinking, let's take this to scripture and what does God say about this as well? And I'm not saying anything negative about um, therapy, but if we're simply thinking from a standpoint of how can I help myself, that's not the way that we as Christians ought to be thinking. We should be thinking how, like, what does God want for me through this, if that makes sense. So, um, so that's just been really helpful. And to that end, I also listened through a book, uh, cause I took a trip. And so I had a lot of time in the car. I listened through a book called a theology of biblical counseling by Heath Lambert. And that mm-hmm. was really good as well. It just, yeah, lays out that foundation, um, of a skill that I need to get better at and something that I, I think is really valuable and has been very convicting for me. So that's what I've been into over the past couple of weeks. Nate, what do you have to report on? Uh, well, we'll start with what I've been reading. And for the first time, I, I'm excited because for the first okay. time in, in a while, um, I have more than just fiction to actually talk about okay. a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to kind of, I'm just going to, I haven't finished this. Um, uh, well, you know what? All things in their proper time. I okay. did finally finish the Earthborn trilogy by Paul Tassi mm. and it was fine. In my opinion, Gotcha. The first book is is probably the best of the bunch, and if he would have stopped there, I think he would have had a really interesting piece of like sci-fi, okay. kind of like a, a a pretty interesting entry into the sci-fi genre. Sure. However, the further it got along, there was just this like constant escalation. It was like very like movie ask, very sort of like anime ask, very video game ask. There's gotcha. like always more enemies, and then, and and mm-hmm. the way that it ended, I was just kind of like, it was fine and it was enjoyable, but like, especially like partway through like the third book, I just I I find myself kind of asking this question like. Do I really like this? And if I'm <laughs> if I'm asking myself that question, is like not that much. Uh, you know, the answer yeah. is like eh, maybe. Um, 
right it's fine i wouldn't like say like i think the first one is kind of like one of those it's like it's a really sort of like interesting thought exercise it's a really interesting premise it's kind of like it's fairly competently written it's it's not bad Mm -hmm. but it's not gonna like blow your mind but it's like an interesting sort of like piece of work i just was not that impressed with how like and I, i think this this is just every time with my fiction consumption like movies series like comic books whatever it's like there's always just such a failure to land the plane well mm-hmm. and like you can have the most interesting story and if you kind of like poop the bed right at the very end <laughs> and i know that's like yeah. I'm, maybe i'm being like a little like whatever like earthy um but if you kind of just like like the ending matters and if you don't have a strong ending then i i don't like it kind yeah. of like it's like, I just, what was all this the, for? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. you could have had like a seven or an eight and instead you kind of go wah, 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 and you're like mm-hmm. coming in at like a four or a five at the end where it's like, oh, it didn't hate all of it. Or, yeah. And it's like, yeah. especially like, like I said, so if, if you do guys, if anybody wants to check it out, check out the first one. And if you're morbidly curious, listen to the other two, but. Ultimately, I felt like they kind of had a derogatory effect because the longer it went on, it's kind of like wa- yeah. watching Lost. Yeah, where it's that's, like, okay, that's what popped into my head is like at the very end, if it's terrible, like that reframes all the fun that you had with it. Yeah. Like it is the exact opposite of what you want the ending to do. Mm-hmm. The ending should be like the final like nail, like the, the master stroke that sort of recontextualizes everything and makes it makes your, your brain go explodey. Um, mm-hmm. And instead, a lot of times what I found is that the longer these things go on and the, like, it's just like, it just kind of goes, like, it's like, kind of like, yeah, just a big side thing. And it was, mm-hmm. again, it was fine. It was competent. I just think you kind of like overstate its welcome, but that's me being the wet blanket. Um, so the other thing that I actually uh, spent time listening to or, or reading, um, you know, because it's it's an audio book I got it through Audible, um, mm-hmm. is "Work: A Deep History uh, from Ooh. the Stone Age to the Age of Robots" by James Suzman. Um, okay, this is more of like sort of a an anthropological sociological text, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty academic in its orientation, and it gotcha. is not really kind of what i thought it would be it's been interesting Mm. but it is also um written from the perspective like it's it's a materialistic atheistic evolutionary sort of like okay and and so it's like it's kind of looking at just work in general and i was looking more for just like sort of and there's interesting questions that sort of arise out of it. Um, one of the things that's been, and and I've I've kind of held this position for a while, but that economics aren't really the hard science that people want. Like economists want to treat economics as though it's kind of like a hard science, whereas mm-hmm. what economics really is is it's a philosophical platform. Um, okay, economics is really like, and I think there are more moral. Mm. schools of economics and less moral schools of economics, mm-hmm. but that economics in a lot of ways is, is kind of a cultural outworking. And so that, uh, the economy is shaped by the people who participate in it. And yeah. so 
it, it's kind of interesting because like there's a lot of there's a, a good bit of examining like barter economies and these more primitive sort of like economies and 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 socio uh uh i don't want to say political but the like, the social and i keep saying economy and economic but like the socioeconomic yeah. relationships between right. larger communities and smaller communities and and like it's just it's it's pretty interesting yeah. um nothing like blowing my mind i'm actually looking for but it what the one thing that is kind of fascinating is that a lot of these more again primitive economic systems like the bartering systems and things like that these 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 tribes that sort of like almost the, the foraging type economies and systems mm -hmm. uh they actually have more leisure time than okay okay modern industrial sort of living and cultures do um because and, and part of what it is is it's a it's an expectation thing so yeah. a lot of it is kind of what we call a poverty mindset where they're very much like they they sort of they're only looking to provide for their immediate needs there isn't really a long-term plan and there is sort of a a relying on uh, the idea that the environment will provide for you. Mm -hmm. um, but like these foraging communities, uh, and a lot of times they just, they kind of get what they need. And when they have windfalls, like, a, you know, a big kill or something like that, like it's sort of everybody celebrates it. And, but these tend to be like more communal in nature. It's, it's, okay. there are very interesting parts to this. Um, sure. That it, it also took like, five hours of like academic kind of like blah to get to, um, <laughs> yeah. which is, which is fine. And it's just, it's kind of a, an interesting examination of just work and labor uh, yeah. and how even uh, sometimes like, you, you know, it's been helpful, I think, to in distinguishing between the relationship between uh, work versus labor. Um, okay. Because work is almost always mm. happening. Work is sort of an, uh, it's, it's a, it's a term used to talk about the expenditure of energy, mm -hmm. whereas labor is something a little more intentional. You're talking about um, it, like basically intentional labor versus sort of uh, I, I, there's a term that they use, but yeah, anyways. Um, and there's also some interesting distinctions between humans and animals and the way that we sort of think about things and the way that we mm -hmm. perform tasks. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so there's that. And it's been really interesting, but like I said, it's very academic in its orientation. It's kind of, I, I think it's a, it's probably like a college level textbook in some ways. Gotcha. Um, yeah. As far as watching anything, I've been meaning to sort of, I, I was actually mentioning it, I think to, to you and Wes maybe about mm -hmm. how, or maybe even mentioned it in the discord. I just kind of want to go back to Ultraman. I never finished X. Um, and I want to watch Zed and then there's mm -hmm. this new Ultraman, uh, that's on YouTube and I want to watch that yeah. too. And I did start the new Ultraman, but then there's a part oh, of me. It's nice. like, it's like, should I be watching this? And I know that like mm. you can watch them in any order and it kind of doesn't matter, but it mm. also kind of does. And so I'm like, I kind of just need to go back and finish the stuff that I have already. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I haven't done that, but I want to, uh, mm -hmm. as far as games, uh, you just still playing Diablo four, still playing Marvel snap, cool. still playing destiny two. Uh, those like not that much. Like I think the most time that I put into anything was probably snap. And that's because okay. 
I stay up entirely too late playing it sometimes. <laughs> like I'm in my Sleep bed and I'm like, hey, let me let me play this dumb it. game because I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, Snap is best when I sort of do my dailies or if I can get into it for like a few minutes and then dip out. When mm. I get into the like the the climbing and the like must win, ooh, that, yeah. that's when it's actually just poisonous. But gotcha. also, there's a game. I was sort of like thinking about something just smaller because I'm kind of like, yeah, I've been doing like the the multiplayer kind of like mobile stuff for a while, and I'm not burning out, but I'm like I'm wanting a little bit of spice, um, something mm-hmm. different. There's a an indie game, and I throw that up in air quotes, <laughs> called That Dragon Cancer. Yeah. Um, I think it's on PC, but I, I I bought it for mobile a while ago. Okay, um, like years ago, when it first came out on mobile, and it was like mm-hmm. one of those things that was in my like uh, it was in my games library my, or my on my phone, and I was like, oh, okay. So I put it on my phone. And I started playing it. I haven't finished it yet, which is kind of saying something because it's it's only a couple hours long, but it's basically sort of this interactive experience, sort of. Maybe a bit of a biography, but it's sort of uh, tracking. There, it's basically the story. There was a family, um, and their their son, one of their sons, very early on developed sort of a, a brain cancer, mm-hmm. and it just it it's sort of telling the story of all of that. And it's like got real life audio, or it's got these like audio clips and these exchanges because. Like, and it's just like, I found myself like in the first like 20 minutes, just like ready to ball. Um, Yeah. And it's, so it's like this sort of like this interactive story thing. Um, But uh, it's definitely really um, fascinating. It's, it's Mm -hmm. also very heavy. Like I play yeah. in like 10, 15 minute spurts and I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Man. I, it, it, it's kind of like right now it's, it's, it's not really super gamey. Um, sure. sure. It's like a dumbed down point and click kind of like walking sim, but that's not the reason you're not playing it for the gameplay. Right. Um, you're, you're playing it to sort of like walk through the story and it's yeah. about the it's family. An interactive experience. Yeah. yeah, and it's based on a true story. It's kind of like mm-hmm. uh, the 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 guy who uh, did this. Um, the, the, it's based on it's. I think it's basically a story about their loss of right. their little boy. Yep. Um, and there's a really powerful line right towards the begin beginning where like he just he talks about the inherent, and I think they're believers actually as yep. well. If but yep. he talks about just like even the way he sort of addresses cancer, he calls it that serpent, with mm-hmm. that that dragon with the taste of charcoal in its mouth, and just sort of mm-hmm. like talking about how like it is destructive, like but like ultimately for the believer, there there's kind of like no pain in death, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's pain, but we also sort of move beyond that as well. Um, anyways, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, spoiler, not spoiler, sort of, whatever, is that when they when they made the game, um, their their son had not yet passed away. Yeah. So it doesn't end with him passing away. I know yeah. that much. I haven't actually played the game, but I've watched stuff on it. And and yeah, like almost bawled my eyes out, like yeah, watching videos about it. So I'm surprised. I'm surprised you have the, the fortitude to play it, especially well, with I'm a young son. Dumb. 
Um, no. <laughs> and I like making myself feel bad. Um, <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, it's, there's, there's a catharsis there. I mean, it's, it's good. It's a good experience. There's also sort of like, and so there's part of it, which is kind of like tough too, where yeah. it's like, cause th- there's a part of me that like, sometimes like I get like a little numb or a little stuck. And so like, okay. I just, I look for these things that are going to just sort of like crack me open and make me like, gotcha. And I'm not sure that that's always healthy, but Mm. (laughs) we're not here to psychoanalyze me this episode. Well, at least not in this particular region. But uh, you you mentioned uh, your beatdown score and there's no Mm -hmm. change for you. There's no change for me. I'm still at positive two after sort of, you know, last episode. Um, Like I said, I I do sort of want to focus in on maybe like wrapping up some of these smaller things or just playing like getting some of the story stuff done in some of these games like Diablo 4 I want to kind of finish up the story I actually want to circle around back to Ghost of Tsushima again and just like sort of play through the story and open myself like open but speaking of the beatdown so I'm still at positive Mm -hmm. 2 you're still at negative 5 but speaking of the beatdown it's time to talk about it's time for us to sort of like tell you about the things that we think you should check out and chief among those is the GG app the official app of the backlog beat down every year uh yeah and primarily the way that we use it um is we create custom lists uh one for acquisitions one for games beat and then we sort of demarcate you know whether it was a, a b like we do we just roll credits did we complete it etc you know through the various functions and it's it's a letterbox style app for your video game collection um and it has, you know, in addition to the aforementioned ability to create custom lists, it has a, a lot of like really neat little features. You can rate and review every game that you play. Um, they have a little five-star system and then you can rip off a little review. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I don't. You can follow different people. You can follow Josh. You can follow me. You can follow uh, a lot of the people in our Discord on GG. And sort of see what they're playing because it does sort of have a little feed and says, hey, the people that you follow or that you're friends with, this is some of their recent activity. Nate, mm-hmm. like if if people were paying attention to my feed, I I shelved a whole bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, obviously, haven't beaten anything. But it, it'll say like Nate shelved this and this and this. And I can't remember, like Chained Echoes and a couple other things. Um mm-hmm. You know, so it'll it'll sort of show you that it'll show you what we're playing, the different status. You can look at our different lists. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of it's a neat little tool that we've found to be really helpful. Our friend Charles Watson makes it. He's been working on this thing for years. We really like it. And there's a free version, of course, but there's also a premium sort of tier, uh, the elite tier, and for five bucks a month, or you can get a fifty dollar for. 50 bucks for the for the year kind of thing going on Mm -hmm. you can get access to early builds a special role in his server a little more access to him and you know it's it's something that we think is worthwhile and we really want to encourage our friends and listeners to check out and support Uh, that being said another thing that if we encourage you to sort of like check out and support it's 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 us it's this this podcast right so you know, and and I kind of hit it every time, and hopefully people aren't tuning this out. If you have not given us a rating or a review on whatever podcatcher you listen to, I would really, I think Josh and I would both really appreciate it. This is like, yeah, we're not going to like twist your arm or beat you up. Uh, and, you know, and it's not like, it's not like with so many things where I hold against Josh for forever, for perpetuity. <laughs> so many things I've forgotten, and I, there's just a bottomless well of rage anymore there. Mm-hmm. Um I look at him and I just like, it takes all of my self-control to not like 
punch my my laptop. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is a joke. That is a joke. But uh, so if you haven't done that, we would really encourage you to. And that's like honestly the easiest and the cheapest way that you can support us. But if you want to go a little bit above and beyond, we do have a Patreon. And like, you know, for as little as a buck a month, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can get access to. And we we really want you to like think of it as a tip jar with benefits. But you get early and uncut access to each and every episode. There's a video feed that's exclusive for our brochachos. There's also just an exclusive brochacho podcast. And, uh, you know, full disclosure there, sometimes we get a little spicy. I think that I've been, yeah. and it's mostly me. It's mostly me. Like, let's be honest. It's mostly me. And I think, you know, at times I can be a bit much, um, but we do get a little more, it's a little more conversational, a little bit more free flow. And sometimes mm-hmm. we're not quite within the guardrails, maybe the way. So all that being yeah. said, we think it's, you know, that's, it's, it's a worthwhile endeavor. Most of our patrons don't seem to mind it. They, they, they like it, but <laughs> You also, in addition to that, you get an exclusive role in our Discord server and you get a little mm-hmm. more access to us for via a private channel within the Discord server and the, the Patreon itself. Uh, and last but, well, not last but not least, we're not at that point yet. In addition to all of those benefits, our patrons also have the opportunity every year, mm-hmm. once a year, they can pick a topic or a game for us to cover. Uh, and they can join us on that episode if they do want, uh, if mm-hmm. if they so please, if it if so it makes desire. them happy and they want to, yeah. if they desire, yeah, I like that. That was that was that was good radio voice there. <laughs> so, and you know that's something that we do like to encourage our patrons to take advantage of. Uh, last but not least, we are proud members of the Playwell Network alongside our friend uh, Wesley Ray, the Henshin Dad himself, yep. and Paul, the artist currently known as the Techno Funk Boy Lytle. Um, mm. So I mentioned Ultraman, uh, Wes, you know, the Henshin Dad himself. He's uh, the Henshin Dad. He has the Henshin Dad podcast, which is all about tokusatsu, which is basically people in rubber suits fighting other people in rubber suits in giant paper mache cities. It's kind of like Japanese wrestling with a lot of extra drama. And it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, We, you know, Ultraman, again, is like but the the sentai shows so like your power rangers and stuff that's tokusatsu wes has a whole bunch of episodes and there is sort of like short form bite-sized kind of stuff really really fun really good time um mm-hmm. he also does retro which is a sort of retro video game podcast thing yeah. but it's not just retro sometimes he does sort of like go down like you know he has sort of these nostalgia drip feeds sometimes it's more just you know, sometimes uh, he just gets absolutely savage and sort of really leans into the Darwinian sort of mindset of Pokemon. And he ranks by tier the Pokemon that are super effective and the ones that are mm-hmm. absolute trash. Yeah. Um, and so he, he does stuff like that too. Yeah, exactly. No, we don't get it. Or, yeah, anyways. Yeah, it's just all like, you know, like, who's that <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Uncle Ben. It's trash. Uh, That's, it's <laughs> dead. Um, but uh, it fainted. They, they don't die. They faint. Mm, that's right. Um, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and our, here. our other buddy, Paul uh, Lytle, you know, mm. the techno funk boy. Uh, the artist currently known as the Techno Funk Boy, he mm-hmm. primarily does a bunch of actual play podcasts. Uh, the most recent of which is um, 
the Thorns of War, which is a mm. Forgotten Realms podcast. I got it right. Hey. And only Wait. I only almost stumbled a few times there. He's it's also done uh, the Retro Zoo Super Show and uh, the Retro Station, which are sort of more nostalgia video game related kind of content. And uh, he's got the Rusty Speeder. Uh, there's a whole bunch. He, he's got a, a fistful of projects uh, that mm-hmm. he's sort of got irons in the fire. So we would recommend checking his stuff out as well. And that being said, here's a word from one of them. Do you think that this is like a really close up shot of two small crabs? Or were those really big crabs? How do you know they're even real? They're imaginary crabs. Jimbleton, please tell me we can go look for imaginary crabs. Can we? How would you look for something that's imaginary? Oh, that's the best thing to look for. War has come to Kryn, a war building for centuries as dragons and gods drift into myth and legend. This is the war that will bring an end to it all, or restore what was lost for good. Dragonlance, the Thorns of War, is an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Available everywhere in May. Subscribe today. And we're back. So we're, you know, all apologies. We kind of, we're really good at being bad at brevity. Mm -hmm. And we are actually on a little bit of a time crunch here, guys. So we're going to kind of... Yeah, it's yeah, it is, but it's also <laughs> mine. Um, I just run at the the mouth, and you unfortunately made plans. How dare you? How dare you do something like that, Josh? And just spoil this. But uh, we've been kind of talking about doing something similar to this topic for a while, especially mm-hmm. since you know the the recent acquisition uh, that, that sounds, <laughs> the best uh, of acquisitions the best of acquisitions uh when 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 byron sort of uh came into our life and mm-hmm. it's kind of something that uh we just we thought it would be fun to maybe and this isn't to say this is the only time we'll ever talk about this you know i yeah. I, yeah. I do imagine like from time to time we'll grab friends and guests and sort of have mm-hmm. You know variations of this conversation, but I thought it might be kind of fun to talk about uh, being a dad gamer, yeah, and um, or a gamer dad, and sort of just the ways that that has already changed, um, mm-hmm. and, and the ways that it changed has will change, has mm-hmm. changed the, all all the, all the changes, <laughs> the very best changes. <laughs> Um, is changing has changed and will change there you go present, thank you past, thank and future, you present all of past those and things future, or yeah. past present future whatever yes mm-hmm. so i i completely agree i think this is a huge topic that we will be able to to talk about from a number of different um perspectives even more so than just this one single episode and yeah like you said it's going to continue to change mm-hmm. um so that said we do like this is not comprehensive but i think it's a good start um especially because this podcast is about our you know enjoyment and our love for video games um but also putting recreation in its proper place and mm. being a dad takes on more responsibilities in your life. And so um, that pushes recreation into, you know, a little bit more into the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner, but video games, those can be put. They can the, be, we know, can put them in the corner. So that you can take your baby. Don't put your baby in the corner. Don't put your baby in ha- the corner. Hold your baby. 
And then with the other hand, holding control. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, the the dad said, joke energy is getting like it's it's it's, it's palpable. Going and then yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think this is a good start to the conversation, and and it goes along the lines of what we do here as a podcast. So yeah, yeah, and and you know we did sort of reach out to our community, and there were um, there were some questions, and hopefully we'll be able to sort of integrate these, um, yeah, sort of in the topic. But we we did just I, I'm pulling up multiple documents like. A, Sure. You know, uh, I I actually it's it's sort of just in, really brief, interesting aside. Uh, I've mm-hmm. heard Logan sort of talk about it before, um, and uh, like I was even listening to another podcast, and they do a video version of their podcast too. And a lot of times, like it, what's kind of difficult as like being the host or the co-host is sort of mm-hmm. like you have your notes, mm-hmm. and like so you're constantly like. It, like I'm constantly not looking at the camera and by proxy yeah. not looking at you. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like I'm not paying attention. Right. But the reality is like, I'm just sort of like trying to like look at our notes, sort of keep mm-hmm. all that stuff. And it's, you know, it probably, if I just brought it up on the, my, my laptop screen, that would be helpful. Um, <laughs> that, that might work too. That um, might work but- too, but that's not nearly as much. I, I don't like it's, but at that point in time, the laptop screen just becomes too busy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. so some you. of the things it, we're going to talk about dad life and the rebalancing, uh, how it has changed and how it affects uh, when we play, how much we play, what we play, mm-hmm. um, and then sort of asking, the, just sort of examining, you know, again, sort of just kind of trying to address uh, the, the idea of playing well um, with kids who exist in the house, not necessarily... Like, but they're in the room, they're in the mm-hmm. house, they're, they're around, they're sort of inactive participants, uh, or, you know, passive participants maybe. Um, and then with kids and the fact that like at times they're a co-op and, and so part of being a dad is, is like walking with your children through this and they're sort of like getting them sort of, if, if they want, like sort of shepherding them through this experience. Right. Yeah. But, um, and then. How uh, kind of addressing the question again, how has dad life affected the way that you appreciate recreation and video games in general? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think just start like the, the, and maybe it shouldn't have been just sort of kicking it off and talking about like just rebalancing maybe, and mm-hmm. maybe it shouldn't have been sort of this way to begin. But what I, what I noticed is that, and now Byron is also very much in a stage where I still have, there are a lot of times, like if I'm watching him, mm-hmm. I can't really be doing a whole lot of anything else. Like I can't yeah. be mowing the grass or whatever. Like I have to, like, I can't, we can do like laundry or dishes or, you know, but it's right. like, I can't like, get super involved in a massive project. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times there are times where I'm just like sitting there and if he's asleep on me or if he's like sort of just playing, I'll turn something on and sort of play in the background, like whether yeah. it's snap on my phone or it's Diablo four or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so in some ways that hasn't really changed. I would say that the way that I engage those is like, yeah. um, especially when it's just me at home, I tend to be a lot less focused on the game and it's more like, 
you know, like almost like, ah, just put the controller down, walk away for a few minutes, like do what I need to mm-hmm. with him, come back to yeah. that kind of thing. So that, yeah, and, and again, it's, it's kind of been interesting. It, it hasn't been any major shift in a lot of ways. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, especially when they're that young, that's, that's certainly the case. Um, of you still have a good amount of time. Like you think there's going to be this drastic change. And in my experience, it's been more gradual. Um, it's not It's not like a one day the baby's here and then all of a sudden all your video game time yeah. is taken away. Especially when they're, when they're super, those first few months, it's like, well, no, you kind of, you're kind of like hanging at home. Uh, you know, like it's, it, you still, you still have time. We talk, I do, I, I've what? talked about like my, when I stayed home in March. And it was mm-hmm. like, there was a lot of less, like, we did not do anything. There was a yeah. lot of him sleeping yeah. on me. Yep. Right, and right. It's, it's sort of like being on call, right? Is yes. that, uh, yes. not that I've ever had to be on call in, in any of my, my you know, jobs, but it's that idea of like, you need to be able to drop what you're doing on a dime, but it's not always, it's not constantly, you're not constantly having to do something. It's just being available in case something comes up. You know, he starts crying, you need to put the controller down and, and figure out what's going on, you know, and help him out. Um, as opposed to like f- feeling like you constantly have to be holding him and rocking him and all this stuff. No, that's, that's not the case. So you do have time. And I do think, um, you know, you're talking about playing a lot of Snap, playing Diablo. I'm not sure how involved Diablo is, but I would certainly say there are those types of games, um, more like mobile games or, or things that don't take like a ton of of time and energy that you can't that are kind of more background games, sort of like what I was talking about with Pokemon Pinball. It's not something I have to be super involved in to play, um, more like Zelda or something like that, or a Dark Souls game where you know there is no pause button. It certainly mm-hmm. kind of uh, it weeds out those types of games, uh, because, or at least, or you have to just accept, okay, I'm going to fail at this at times and have to start over because like, I need to be able to drop things at the, you know, the, the at the drop, drop the well, at the drop of a hat. And I think that's, it's like, instead of the, I think the, 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 the kind of like the way that I play a lot of mm-hmm. times, um, now, after he's in bed or whatever, and Megan has gone to right. bed or whatever, like, yeah, there are times that's when I get like that, what I would call almost like deep gaming yeah. where it's like, mm-hmm. I just kind of like, but everything Focus. else is very like surface where it's kind yeah. of like, I can put this down. Like, I- I'll tell you what, like, it- it's funny. I mentioned snap, but like, and those games are only five minutes long, but sometimes mm-hmm. there have been fistfuls of times probably not nearly as often as i should if i'm being honest where <laughs> i i just walk away I like i retreat from the game and it's like it's because megan or he they need me for something right. and so i have yeah. to like i'm just like and, uh, and you know it's like sometimes i don't always do this sometimes i'm like no uh-huh. i just need to finish this ah! yeah um, yeah but yeah but a lot of times it's just like the, it's like the, the sort of the shallow gaming versus like the deeper gaming where I'm paying more attention to actually what I'm doing, how I'm playing, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, where it's like, I'm actually like, you know, a lot of my Diablo time uh, either happens when he's asleep mm-hmm. or after, like when he's asleep, like taking a nap or after he goes to bed, because yeah. then I can pay a lot more attention to the systems and mm-hmm. like the, the gameplay is not super involved, but it is mm-hmm. a little involved. Right. Um, right. Yeah. That's what I figure. So let me, if you don't mind me kind of digging into that, just, just a second is, do you find that, that 
being like in this space of of you know having to to drop it at a moment's notice um has that made you more cognizant of the value that you place moment to moment on gaming and what i mean by that is even playing pokemon pinball over the past week or so there are times where i get really invested until i hit the pause button and then i'm like this isn't that big of a deal <laughs> you know like in the moment i'm 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 like oh i just got to mm, got to but then then I pause it and I'm like, okay, no, I need to, I need to be less invested in the moment because it is, yeah. it is casual. Um, have you found that at all? Like just even kind of wrestling with the idea of like, no, this need, you know, in the, in terms of this podcast, this needs to be put in its proper place of it is recreate. Like it, I have other priorities. This, this is not, this. this is not a priority priority kind of yeah, thing is like yeah. saying like yeah have you found I, I mean, that at all i i i would say i'm wrestling with that process yeah yeah, yeah. um because it is like y- you know video games and again we've talked about this it are pretty much my primary like recreation mm-hmm. like like it and they unlike watching a show or you you know listening to an audiobook or a podcast or whatever mm-hmm. they are and like you are actively participating it's not sort of you can't be a passive participant even like even actually reading a book is sort of there's an active participation versus yeah. like the passive participation of listening to a book mm-hmm. um you know and i think because and and we're kind of hitting a point where he is starting to get like old enough now where it's like like I have to put down the controller a lot more often yeah than I used to and at times it's frustrating at times cuz it's right. like this is like my primary me this is like this is like my me time but it's yeah. also sort of like when you really sit down and you wrestle with the, the truth of the reality is that like it's not that big a deal like the, yeah. the important like there have been like I, I have been confronted with like my sinful tendency to indulge exactly yeah. way more often. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if that, if that's a question, yeah, I, I, I get confronted with that all the time and I hate it. Um, <laughs> I hate, right. right. I hate it because moment. it's not fun, but I also hate it because it's like, I hate that that's a, even a struggle in kind yeah. of a sense. Yes. Uh, yes, I agree with you and it can be personally frustrating, but I think that's also part of what we do with this podcast in yeah, general yeah. Um, and it's- is confronting that because, I mean, it's it's similar. I don't know if you have the same experience, but it's similar for me in like when I got married and now granted, I didn't play as many games before I was married. Um, there, there was a time when I didn't play very many video games and then I kind of reintroduced it into after I was married because I was married real young. Um, but that said, you know, you're talking about having your me time. And while I agree, like there's a healthy form of recreation, we talk about it all the time. Um, it also, you do have to sacrifice your personal time on the altar, if you don't mind me saying that, um, to your responsibilities as a husband and as a father. Like yeah, that is, I, that is the reality. Too, it kind of puts a little bit like... It's like you said, there is a healthy line, right? Yeah. There is like a healthy kind of like, we do need times to like step away, refresh, sort of mm-hmm. be restored, you know, catch a breath. But I think what's sort of been interesting is that I don't need that nearly as often as I think I do. Yeah. Yes. Like. Oh, man. 
Um, it, which which is funny because um, I kind of knew it, but and you know, I just I did want to sort of mention, like I said, we we did get some some listener questions. Yeah, uh, and our friend Amazing Josh, Amazed by Grace eighty six in mm-hmm, the Discord, mm-hmm. he posted a couple really good ones, and I, I really think like his first question is sort of what we're talking about, like how yeah. has it changed. Yeah. And the 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 fact is like that being a father has really re-emphasized like oh no like and and sort of knowing that I need to be present is like has kind of really put a bit of an exclamation point on the fact that like no this thing is really it's not a priority it's a good thing yeah it's not a bad thing but we really do need to like make sure that it's been put in place. And so mm-hmm. th- there were times where like, honestly, like I get frustrated because it's like, there's stuff in the games that like, I want to be further along with destiny two or right. Diablo four right. or whatever. Yep. And I'm not. And and then I'm kind of like, I'm like, but it's not that big a deal. Like, yeah, it's, and so it's, it's been kind of like an interesting, like I said, sort of like, underlining or sort of exclamation point of this, the, the whole idea like that. Mm-hmm. And so it, how has it changed? It's kind of changed. It's all changed, but and in a lot of ways, <laughs> none of it's changed because mm-hmm. I, I think in some ways, like the, the, like you said, this podcast in a lot of ways is, has been about us wrestling with this, dealing with this kind of like addressing this. And mm-hmm. so a lot of it is like the groundwork's already been laid. And it's like, yeah. now I'm just actually like, I'm actually putting, I'm putting the car out on the road for the mm-hmm. first time in a really kind of like a high stress test environment. And we're, yeah. we're seeing if the thing holds, holds, holds up or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I think a, a big piece of that is just the acceptance of like, oh, this is what it looks like in experience, yeah. you know, like, like I knew these things, but man, in the moment of, you know, in the middle of a boss, when you have to put something down, uh, it gets frustrating. And then, and then you step away and you're like, why was I so frustrated? Well, yeah, okay. There's a legitimate part of like, I'm going to lose my progress, but ultimately is losing progress really a big deal in the face of tending to your family, <laughs> you know, like, okay, okay. Maybe yeah, I should it's- be less of a child. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I think too, like sort of even sort of like, you know, and, and asking the question how it affects things like when we play, how much we play, what yeah. we play. I, I think, and again, like these are all sort of metrics that need to be determined on a sort of case by case basis. Sure. Yeah. But I play yeah. a lot less than I used to. Um, mm-hmm. I still can like plug away, like, you know, or I do the dumb dad thing where I'm like, well, everybody's like, I'm going to stay up stupid late. Mm-hmm. doing the dumb thing like yeah. and then i'm gonna be tired the next day mm-hmm. and it's like you know and then i'm yeah anyways yeah so there's I, that uh that's that's a, a an error we we try to not fall into but unfortunately mm-hmm. we fall into probably way more often than we'd like to admit um yeah. <laughs> but it's like when i'm home alone mm-hmm. when bees asleep yeah you know that kind of stuff yeah uh the the how much do i play well it's like how much time alone like it, it's kind right. of like how much how much time do i have to myself at, at home and time you know it's like after after we're done recording here i'm gonna go mow so it's like mm-hmm. that, that potentially like gaming time loss but it's nah, I, right. gotta, I gotta go mow um yep. and, and Responsibility. i think the what this sort of and sort of the what i play hasn't really changed yet right when he's a little older there will be things like Destiny, not so much. I'm not super worried yeah. about that. But like Diablo yeah. Four, Diablo, like yeah. 
there's like there's monsters like exploding all over the screen. Like he can watch right. it now, and he's like there is zero comprehension of what he's just like exactly. There's like red explosions and uh-huh. like just you know yellow explosion. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. but there will come a point where when he really starts to grip up on some of the the the, the realities that these things are kind of like aping. Mm-hmm. That's when I'll be like, eh, okay, bud. Like, right. So. For now, that really hasn't changed. But I definitely right. know that there were like Megan has already said, like, what about the violence? And you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, he doesn't right now. He's like, it, it, this is meaning. This is contextless, meaningless. Sort of, it's just a bunch of colors and explosions. And he's just right. Like, ah. It's like right, right. He does like to watch me play Snap. Like if I'm playing Snap, oh, cool. he he watches that. He's like just like zeros Mesmerized. laser focus in on the phone. What yeah. about you? I mean, like, and you just sort of like recapping that stuff pretty quick like yeah so so up. i've talked about my primary gaming time is on the elliptical that's just that's just the the nature of it i generally try and wake up early before the kids wake up so that i can uh focus on working out a little bit getting some exercise in um and i don't enjoy running at all and so being able to not focus on that and focus on something else is super helpful because that, because you know the time goes by quicker and I'm able to get a little bit of game time in. So a lot of handheld gaming is my primary method that I play. Um, and then outside of that, well, it all kind of melds together. So games that I will play in front of my kids, um, I've made, you know, funny story, I've made the mistake of playing Bloodborne in front of my kids because I showed them, they, I picked it up from the mail, I ordered it, uh, I think on Amazon or uh, eBay or something like that. And uh, I, I picked it up from the mail while I was with my kids because we have a mailbox down the street. And they saw it and they were like, ooh, that looks spooky. And my kids love spooky stuff. It's so weird. Um, <laughs> so they were like, dad, can we play the spooky game? And so I started the opening of Bloodborne. And my goodness, there is there are some images of, of it's, that oh, it's, in that it's game. It's not just spooky, it's super gross. Gory, yes. And I, I totally failed. I was like, okay, you know, after like 10 minutes, I'm like, I'm not, sorry guys, like we're done. This one's <laughs> not done. for you. Not we're not right going to be playing this anymore. Um, so I have failed multiple times just because I've enjoyed the game so much. Um, and played them in front of my kids and then just having to kind of walk back and be like, nah, this is, this is not, this is not okay. Um, so there's certainly that in there as well. So those types of games, I will wait until they're in bed to play. And that, that, you know, frankly, severely limits the time that I'm able to play them. Um, and yeah, do I, do I lose sleep over it? Sometimes that's the case. And, and sometimes I'm, I, I can be more disciplined and only play for an hour or something like that. That's just, that's just the nature of the beast kind of where I am right now. Mm. Um, and, and so that, that definitely goes into, you know, what I play. So I'll play more of the kid friendly Nintendo games in front of my kids, you know, Taiko no Tatsujin, I play with my kids. Um, yeah. I enjoy that game personally, but then being able to share that with my kids is super fun. Um, the, the just dance games, I've played that with Samantha, you know, years ago, but now my kids are into it. So that can be fun to just kind of jam along to, uh, whereas like, I would not have cared about that before at all. Um, but my kids enjoy it. Oh, and that's sort of like an interesting segue into sort of like the next sort of examination or sort of arena to explore here. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, we, we did get some questions that sort of touched on some of this, but primarily sort of saying like, okay, like how do and we even, we've been touching on this with kids that exist in the house. So mm-hmm. as 
passive participants or as mm-hmm. an audience or kids as as co-playing like yeah. you know as as the the cooperative sort of experience and so mm-hmm. there are some things that like when byron gets older like there's some co-op stuff that i love to be able to like sit down and when he's old enough if he wants to play like diablo 4 if that's even still a thing anymore right like yeah. with dad on the couch like dude we will destroy monsters yeah. we will yeah. crush all the demons um mm-hmm. you know but uh and again that will be sort of a, a a bit of a time but more specifically we we did get some queries and i thought that kind of riffed off some of this but uh you know part of it um and and i think that um so this is a little out of order and again amazing josh yeah. gave us three pretty good questions but uh what games have you enjoyed playing with your kids and you talked about taiku no tatsujin and stuff mm-hmm. like that um so but like what what are games and then porto and sort of along the same lines what are games that you were wanting to share and play with your child one day and then uh mark also asked sort of when you introduced or when you will introduce games to your kids, uh, did or will you start with the modern kid-friendly games with retro stuff or, you know, how? And I think it's sort of in talking about all of that, when I, and just my thoughts, and again, I, we're still mm-hmm. very early on in that. My yeah. thoughts are I want Byron to sort of experience some of the classics. Like I yeah. want him to play a version of the original Dragon Quest. I want him to play mm. a version of the original Legend of Zelda. I want him yeah. to play Super Mario Brothers 3. Because in a lot of ways, games, there's a bit of a grammar almost. Mm-hmm. And sort yeah. of like that, like I want him to understand, like if he's going to play, I want him to understand the concepts and be able to sort of grow into the more complex sort of themes, ideas, and narratives and control control structures. So yeah. there's, and a lot of it will be like, you know, so there will be some basics, but I'm also not going to be like, this is the only thing you can play. But what right. I think there will yeah. probably be like kind of almost adopting a, a Lewis kind of approach. Like for every like new game you play, we're going to play an old game. And you're going to uh-huh. see where this like came that. from. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's just kind of in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see in five, six years or, you know, maybe seven or eight, however long it takes. Right. what that will really look like as far as games that I really want to share with my kids someday. Uh, I, I find a way to almost work this in every single time. It, it feels like at least lately mm-hmm. I want Byron to someday play shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Like I yeah. want that to be one of his formative experiences because like mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, this is, this started th- that game in so many ways, like really, so video games can be more than just mere entertainment. They can yeah. be powerful vehicles. And so that 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 is like the game. Okay. That someday like I'm like this will be like when you're ready, we're going to sit down. Yeah. You're going and I, I'm I'm going to sort of co-pilot you here. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do this together. Like I nice. want you to experience this game. Nice. Yeah, and for me that game is Silent Hill 2. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, definitely the worst. not. <laughs> like. No, but um, okay. So along the same lines, kind of games, I, I agree uh, that my kids should play the classics. However, um, the way that they've come about, my kids were not immediately um, interested in video games. It's grown. It's, it, it, it took my son until he was seven years old before he really started caring. It was just something that dad did. And now with Minecraft and, uh, and some other games, now a Digimon game that he's playing. 
he's gotten more into it and some Mario games as well. So, um, I, I really, I want to take him through the classics and actually this is a great, I, I think you're, I was convinced by what you said as well. I think that's a great approach to it. Uh, however, we've just kind of followed his interests. So, uh, he has played mostly modern games, um, the Mario Kart 8, he really likes a lot. We played through um, some Mario games on Wii U as well. Mario 3D World. Yeah, 3D World. Such a great game. Um, playing that co-op is so much fun too because you get to see a little bit of, you get to teach. You know, you're not like always out in front kind of doing things, but you kind of see how they process and and you get to kind of kind of push, the, help them along and guide them in how to do yeah. different things, which is, which is a really cool experience. Um, but I agree there's some, there is value in showing them some of the classic experiences and, and really kind of sitting back and, and, um, uh, processing through, I can't think of a better word than that. Some of the things that these games are saying and, and teaching as well, something like shadow of the Colossus, or I think of, you know, like journey or something like that, yeah. where yes, I want to be able to sit and play those with my kids. And of course, I mean, you know, frankly, it's kind of like our top 100 list. I want them to play through a bunch of those games yeah, as well and, yeah. and, and share them with them in a way that I can explain to them why I enjoy them and what it, you know, kind of what it means as well. So, you know, the Chrono Trigger, the Final Fantasy VI, I, I would love, I look forward to playing those through with my kids um, just so that they can, they can experience it. But frankly, up to this point, it has been more following their interests. I've yeah. introduced some other things along the way as well that they've enjoyed, um, but uh, they, they've, kind of steered that a bit more because I just have so many games and I, you know, so they'll kind of gravitate towards something. And um, yeah, that kind of leads us into the last or, well, it's really his middle question, but, um, and, and I, as, as we were, yeah. you were sort of talking, it even sort of reinforced this in my own sort of, but what values, um, and again, mm -hmm. this is from our friend, amazing Josh, uh, but what values related to gaming media intake do you want to pass on to your kids? Mm. Um, and how are you, or will you do that? Um, so as you were talking, it sort of even helped firm up one, uh, there's yeah. the obvious things that we want to sort of put these things in their proper place and sort of right. say like, these are good. We do them after the necessary things are done. Mm -hmm. And even sort of like, uh, Mark um, Erickson at one point in time also sort of I thought was really that 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 he even emphasized do like doing the more productive sort of hobbies and forms mm -hmm. of recreation f first. So yeah. like before we play video games, let's read a little bit, let's draw mm. a little bit, let's maybe journal, let's do something that's not necessarily tied to a screen. And I thought that that, yeah. so like, these are like more of like, like how you play kind of things and, or like the, the, not even how you play, but like the, the time and sort of right. where we put that, that's more of a stewardship issue. But I think mm -hmm. in, in a, a strictly sort of material temporal sort of context, but I think also like one of the things is like, and I would be interested to, to sort of, um, see what your thoughts are maybe a couple, but I was thinking too, especially when we have some of these games, like, you know, obviously final fantasy six chrono trigger, like some of like the, the greats like that mm -hmm. we really like these, these more sort of like deeper experiences. And especially with something like journey and shadow of the Colossus, 
Like, I want to be able to sit down with Byron someday and say, like, what did you think about this? Like, I want you to not just be like, oh, it was fun. I want you to learn to think critically about the experience that you just took part in. Like, and so a lot of it will be sort of like, almost like not having book reports, but saying like, let's have a conversation more than just like, oh, it was fun. And that will probably be a little bit later, but it will be like Mm -hmm. those conversations were like, what parts did you like? What parts mm-hmm. didn't you like? Mm-hmm. What was the most fun? What was the least kind of like stuff? It's like, what did you think of X, Y, and Z? Almost sort of like those those corny like, you know, questions like book report questions that you used to have to sort of like, I don't know if you, well, yeah. I don't know if you ever got any of that crap, but like, well, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, yeah. You have to do a book report and there's like, like with the, the, the assignment, there's like, answer these five questions right. in your book report. Right. And it's yeah. like, it, and no, and that's that's exactly where my head goes to. Also, is the, is those two things? To, those two things is is it putting recreation in its proper place and and modeling that. And frankly, part of uh, part of being a parent um, is modeling uh, repentance as well. <laughs> so you know, being honest absolutely. about, hey, dad's messed up in this area multiple times, and and you know, like honestly, like you have free reign to call me out on it, um, kind of a deal. And. So there's that, but then also like uh, like you're talking about is being critical ab- about the games that we play or thinking critically about them. Excuse me. Um, in the same way, and I've felt this is what with media and movies that we introduce to our kids because we watch you know we watch a bunch of movies. We have family movie nights and things like that. In in taking the time to think through these things and and form questions in such a way that gets them thinking you know, why they enjoy certain things, but also kind of pointing out and noticing deeper themes and messages and things like that. And I think a game, I think of a game like Final Fantasy VI, where you have, you know, this huge cast of characters and some of the characters do some very subtle things. I think of a character like Shadow, um, that's more subtle. And so being able to kind of teach to be, to, to be, you know, think through some of the things that they say, some putting pieces together, um, you know, why, or even Locke, you know, why did he act this way towards these other characters? What happened in his life? Like, how does that, you know, why does he feel this way? And and then should we feel this way? You know, how should, how should we live? What does this teach us? Those kinds of things, obviously at an appropriate age level, um, you know, but, but yeah. I am looking forward to to having those kinds of conversations as well. And as a father, um, I do want to be prepared to have those conversations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just going to double check here. Uh, I Last time I checked in the Patreon, I didn't do it right before we started. We had not gotten any questions. So ah. shame on you, patrons. Of course, Porcho <laughs> did ask his in the Discord. So, yeah. okay. Patrons, you've been redeemed. Porto saved all your butts. Nice. Um, but I think, you, you know, and again, these are sort of like, this is laying out a bit of a framework and we can probably right. explore some of these individual questions on a much deeper level later on, mm-hmm. re-examine them with friends. Um, but we are kind of like bumping up against that 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 time crunch window because you yep. have things to do. That's like me. what kind of jerk has stuff to do? <laughs> Apparently you do. Going to lunch with friends? What is this? Come on, you're not supposed to have friends, th- th- dude. I'm the only friend that matters. Me, <laughs> like, I am the friend. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's terrible. Um, no, but don't want to keep you, you know, too much longer here. Like I said, we mm-hmm. we do sort of need to sort of um, 
wind down wind down here sure uh i i think last time we did skip though the the what is your question and maybe mm -hmm. next episode typically we say that for the end of the month maybe next episode we'll just we'll we'll find two so yeah. this yeah. is a bit of a cue to anybody who's um and we are going to change how we do that a little bit but it's nothing yeah. major it's yeah. just yeah. um so More info um, incoming yeah that leads us to sort of our, our closing out here. Um, mm -hmm. Shout outs. I, I noticed you have something in notes. I don't have something in notes, but I do have okay. some a person that I'd like to shout out. Uh, nice. I want to shout out our friend, the amazing Josh or Amazed by Grace 86 on the mm -hmm. Discord. Uh, really banger questions. Uh, just absolutely. Yeah. And you know what, dude? It has been too long since I've seen that, that name pop up in the Discord. We need more insight and consideration from you friend and participation and yeah. i'm only guilt tripping you a little bit because i miss you and i miss interacting <laughs> with you homie um but no thanks thanks josh uh for yeah. not 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 broccoli josh not trash no josh, the amazing one yeah. the amazing josh thanks so yeah. much for your questions uh they were really really good man and uh like i said it was really it was really good to see you in the discord uh yeah. haven't haven't seen you in there a whole lot and i, I kind of <laughs> missed it man uh, because you're yeah. amazing, dude. Um, yeah, but true. shout out to uh, Amazing Josh. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. awesome, awesome. My shout out goes to uh, Jono Spark, who's now the redeemed Ronin in the Discord. Um, he threw out this idea that I I've been kind of mulling over, and I have not yet put it into practice. Yes, but um, this, this is, is a one, good idea. Yeah, but it's also freaking hard. It's it, it's something that I need to be intentional about. Mm -hmm. Um, right now I've, I've in my personal, uh, scripture reading time, I've been reading through the gospels and I've been doing so at a fairly quick pace. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so this, it doesn't really apply to, to this, but this is kind of the next like project I want to, I want to go about doing. And that is, um, outlining scripture. So he talked about, I don't even quite remember the, the context exactly. Um, uh, but he mentioned how, um, they there's there's a process um it was part that, of an ordination exam and that's right the that's the, what it was. the examination committee looked at the the candidate and said young man outline the contents and i think it was nehemiah chapter nine is the okay i could be wrong but i think it was like outline the the contents of nehemiah chapter nine or whatever mm -hmm. and the the idea was that um and this, again, this is an ordination exam for an elder or a pastor. Right. So there's a little bit of a higher bar here. Sure. But the idea that um, it was expected in some traditions mm -hmm. that these people have a sort of fairly in-depth understanding of almost all the, of the entire, like, so it's like, again, Nehemiah 9. And so the idea that was brought about in the post was that this guy was going through with a group of guys at his church or small group or whatever and they were doing this and they'd done this with like four or five books where it's like mm -hmm. they could give you sort of a synopsis of genesis each chapter yeah. in genesis right and they could give you a synopsis of like you know uh, some of the pauline epistles or whatever yeah and it's like a, a yeah. chapter by chapter synopsis mm -hmm. which i think is brilliant but it's also it's yes. it's a lot of work mm -hmm. because there are a lot of chapters but the the thing that it does is it trains us to not just like rote memorization is good, but what this mm -hmm. also does is it sort of says, when I'm thinking about these themes, mm -hmm. I can pull, I know that over here in Isaiah, they talk about this over here in, 
you know, Ephesians, they talk, you, you know, it's like, right. it helps you draw. And, but yeah, it's, it's a really good idea. It's definitely something that I want to put into practice as well. But yeah. Yeah. And I think it would be as simple as reading through a chapter of the Bible. And then, like you said, writing a quick synopsis of like, okay, what, what is it? And obviously you're not going to pick up everything in that chapter. Um, anytime that you read, you know, there, there's still so much there, but if you give, if you just put that synopsis on paper and then gradually do that over the course of a book, then maybe when you're done with a book, maybe writing a quick synopsis on that book and having that, um, yeah, there, there's something, you know, between writing it out and then memorizing it, there's something that helps you memorize it when you write it out. Mm -hmm. So being intentional about not just devotionally reading in that moment, but also kind of storing it away for later, I think is, is powerful. And I love that idea and I want to start on it. Um, I'm not currently doing it right now, but I love that idea. So thank you for sharing that because that is something that I want to, to start implementing. Yeah. Shout out, John, that, that was a, I've been thinking, I've actually been thinking about that one for the last several weeks since you posted it in the discord. And it was a bit ago. Yeah. It's, and this kind of moves us on into the, the next thing, because this actually shapes how I'm going to be moving forward now. So last time my my sort of the the thing that I was like the morning and evening routines reading mm-hmm. script or reading before bed the scripture sort of stuff um and really just sort of trying to to find a better i failed miserably and okay. not miserably i did i did not do great i did okay, okay. in the evenings a few times okay. i'm not a morning person mm-hmm. uh i i'm i am a night owl just yep. i but one of the things is that for my morning routines and my quiet times, I actually want to do that. Like what John was basically sort of proposing. Yeah. But my thought is take one chapter a week of a book. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to start with like an epistle or something. I, I need to figure out, what, but it's like, I'm going to spend a week on chapter one of Galatians, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be able to sort of like commit that synopsis, like sort of just like think about that chapter deeply for a week so that, and like write out a, 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 like a brief paragraph synopsis yeah, every day, just thinking about it. And then at the end of the week, that synopsis will hopefully sort of be locked in there. Then I move on to chapter two. Yeah. Then I move, you know, and so by the end of like a month, I will have sort of be able to sort of lay out a synopsis of X, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, I sucked. (laughs) This is the thing that I want to do moving forward. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually did pretty well in my challenge. My challenge was to, to use my phone screen time less than two hours a day. And most of the time there were, there were only a few days when I went a little bit over. Um, one of which was when I was driving out of town, I was using the GPS. So I was kind of just the like, eh, whatever, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> You're terrible. That's okay. Cause it's not me kind of, kind of using it. Fun little like aside it. on that. Megan and I had a bet one time to see who mm-hmm. could use the le- the phone the least yeah. in the space of a week. That's and what great. we found out is that phone time, like when people were calling you, actually counted against that screen time. Oh, okay. I, and I okay. don't know if they've changed that, but she yeah. was like trying to, like she was actively air quotes, trying to get my friends to call me. 
to drive my screen time up. (laughs) That's awesome. Your wife is awesome. Uh, (laughs) Props to Megan. Um, but yeah, so, so I did, I did pretty well at that. And like I said before, it's kind of cheating because I've got, uh, I've got a, um, uh, tablet as well that I'll, I'll have YouTube on. Um, mm-hmm. so, so there are some things around that, that I, that I can get around, but I also just didn't, the main thing was I, I wanted to stop doom scrolling and that has helped a lot there. Yeah. So I'm going to continue that challenge for the most part. Um, moving forward is this kind of cheesy, whatever. I don't care. Um, I want to start getting in the scriptures more, um, throughout the day and not putting like a huge, you know, a huge like time commitment on that, that, that feels huge and heavy. But, um, I want to try and read scripture. You know, we talk about scriptures are, are, are daily bread. And so I want to be reading it multiple times throughout the day. Cause I've found that at the beginning of the day, it's very helpful to kind of reorient my mind towards Christ. Um, I talked a little bit about, you know, in this time as well, uh, being fearful of the future and having to, to, to cast those thoughts before him. Um, but I find that, you know, kind of towards the middle of the day, end of the day, I, I've now fully embraced, you know, my own, uh, problems. And so I want to be reading more throughout the day. So Mm. my challenge is to read in, however much, not, not a time commit, not an hour, you know, multiple times a day, but I want to be reading in three different sections of scripture throughout the day. Cause I eat three meals. So why not have three different times when, you know, mm. I just read a Psalm, you know, something like that. It could take yeah. five minutes. It could take 10 minutes, but at least d- doing so in a way that again, reorients my thinking towards what God has said rather than my own, you know, uh, anxieties yeah. or whatever it is that I'm dealing with or just, you know, my own anger or something like that. So, um, yeah, just that reorientation that's piece really good, man. of reading three times throughout the day. So like that's my that. challenge. Yeah. Let's go for it. Well, uh, I think that sort of takes us to the end and we've, mm. we, we are really close. We're a little bit, I think over, I think what we had established, hopefully that's not a, a huge inconvenience. Hopefully it's barely an inconvenience for <laughs> um, that we've kind of run a little bit over, but mm-hmm. that this brings us to the end. Yeah. And that being said, we, we, I think we, we did an okay job. Mm. Um, this is sort of, you know, and for the most part, we've stayed kind of on task. Yeah. Uh, so this has been a little bit of an exercise in brevity, friends. Mm, it's still a little like not great at brevity because um, mm-hmm. that's kind of our our thing. But yeah. the, we've done the things we talked about, um, you know, the sort of being a gamer dad and sort of the life and the rhythms and some of the thoughts and the things that we're going to be, you know, that you are going to be probably addressing much more like you're, you're probably getting ready to be in the thick of it where for me, it's still a lot of conceptual, um, you know, yeah, but I think we've talked about it. We've laid out some decent frameworks and, uh, all that being said, the only thing that remains is Josh, um, we did the things and until next time, what should they do? Guys keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Whoops. We almost forgot if they have any questions, thoughts, comments, or concerns. There's tons of ways that tons of ways you can reach out. You can email us the backlog breakdown at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at uh, bbdowncast on Instagram. We're on there as well. The backlog breakdown. Uh, Facebook. Our our group is the hashtag backlog book club. And then our Discord link is in the show notes of this episode. Go join us on Discord. We have a lot of fun there. And generally, I'm on the internet. If you want to find me personally, I go by Broccolope, and Nate goes by. Nate underscore McKeever. Now for That's real right. this time. That's we right. We did the things. 
Now, keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Yes. We'll be right back.